If you need a new roof or a repair, Easton Roofing will take care of you. Estimates are always free and suggestions are built on integrity. Visit EastonRoofing.com for more information. Get back to business faster with Easton Roofing. Easton Roofing. Integrity matters. You are listening live to the program. Your teams, your town, your program. The big picture of it all was our inability. We got to do a better job. We got to do a better job drawing fouls. I think we suck at it. We're terrible. We're terrible at drawing fouls, and we got to do a better job. Can y'all write all that in there, right? Y'all can write that in there, right? Make sure you don't bleep that out. I do believe that we're like one or two plays away. From, from being able to win it was six games now that are basically one possession games and you know you can look back and you got to figure out what is it the, the one thing that we can adjust to change that could result in maybe a different outcome than two or three of them Texas's guards uh, uh, they're good you know, I'm a big fan of Tyrese you know we tried hard to get him here you know uh, uh, when we left Ames and uh, Max to me is one of the best scoring points for best scoring guards that we'll face all year long. And now, wondering if that new salary cap comes in fitted sizes, Soren Petro. Right you are, Kay. Right you are, Petro, in the program on Sports Radio 810 WHP. Thank you very much for joining us here on uh, another beautiful February day. Doesn't get any better than this. Chamber of Commerce style. We've got a lot coming your way here in the uh, program. Danny Unleashed, Danny Klinkscale will be with us here in a little bit. Uh, we will also uh, talk... Uh, Talk two-minute drill. Go around the country mm-hmm. two minutes at a time. Stopping in exotic locales like New York City, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, Pennsylvania, Tampa, Florida, Chicago, Illinois, to get you the very latest on what is coming from the most important locales in sports. You know what's crazy about Pittsburgh? Mm. The guy talking. Nothing. Literally well, nothing. The guy, the guy talking to us about Pittsburgh will be in Las Vegas when he does it. Why is that crazy about Pittsburgh? I don't know. It's just wild to think. Like, man, he's talking Pittsburgh. Neither one of us are in Pittsburgh. We're in Kansas City. What's happening there? It's the little things in life that impress you, aren't they? Wild. It's crazy. I actually just more just want to shout out Tim Benz for coming on while he's on vacation. Is he on vacation or is he working? So you're talking to odds makers about how the Steelers can get better. I don't know. The Peng- I didn't even check. Are the Penguins playing the Knights or something? Maybe that's why he's there. It's possible. Uh, did, he, did he mix up the Super Bowl dates? I don't think so. Because he, he, Tim Benz. Now there's nobody in this town. Based upon Bowl. our conversations with Tim Benz, I'm quite confident that he was certain that the Steelers were not going to the Super Bowl. He is far from fanboy. Oh, I know. No, I'm just saying maybe I mean, he's a columnist. A lot of columnists from all towns still congregate at the Super Bowl. Maybe he thought it was this week. No. Nah, Pens were at home yesterday, and they are off today. And so pure vacation. Home so he's just getting his Vegas Philly on. Tomorrow, or Sunday. Well, maybe he appreciates us wedging him in, or me wedging in. Yeah, I wedged his because I did his deal the week of the Super Bowl. But I was like wedged in between like uh, Ricky Williams and... Interviews yeah. you were doing, that's true. Yeah. yeah, so maybe that's what it is. So there you go, you're welcome. I made your life easy. 
You You're turning the favor. That's what you're known for. I always tell people, <laughs> there's one thing I say about Serena all the time. It's how easy he makes my life. How often he'll help you out with a wedgie when you need one. You know you know what I found was the best part when Adam really understood yeah. how helpful it was when he lost his mind on Thursday, and, or not on uh, Tuesday, and surprised. That was the day. Ah. They said, God, he just, he just got so excited because I was making his life so easy. Thrilled. Remember the discussion about, I don't even think you were around for it, about, oh, no, we're still going to play the feud. Well, how are we going to do it with no sound oh. effects? I go, well, you're just going to make the sound effects. You're going to go, eh. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I wasn't what around about, for that Who's going to play? How are we going to get a contestant on? I go, well, Jack will play. He, he just kept coming up with a reason to not play the feud, and I kept having the answer, and he was not happy. Damn it. <laughs> but it's a it's a new moon. It's okay. No, it's your dog, though. (laughs) I was hungry. It's your dog. I get a little cranky when the blood sugar gets low. Mm -hmm. Is that how they call it, blood sugar? A snicker bar. Can it when there's no blood and it's just sugar? Can it be blood sugar? sugar? That was it. I was there was no there was less sugar and more blood than normal. (laughs) Okay, all right. I I need to keep payday with me. Um, the new cap number's out, fellas. How about that? Little. 255. Taylor Swift just cranking up cap numbers. That's what it is. I think part of it was the return, something about the, the deferred COVID stuff. Or yeah, something. I've got it here. Tom Pelissero. Uh It is the result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by the players during COVID, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the 2024 season. Yeah, that's what I said. I just wanted to get it specific. Uh, so what? What do, what do we? What do we think? What does this tell you? Two fifty-five now. Chiefs, uh, according to one of the uh, cap sites, uh, put it at twenty-eight mil. I don't know if they've got all the uh, different signings. They got some of the future signings on here or not. You know what? It Sometimes means? they're late on those. I'm in books on here, and I'm going to make your life as easy as you make mine, listeners. What this means is, Sorin thinks they can. The Chiefs can keep every player you want them to <laughs> yeah. keep. Yeah, whoever you want to keep, I say keep them. Yeah. That means the Chiefs can keep every uh-huh. player you want. And you know what? They can even bring in some more. <laughs> and with extra money, it means that the Bengals can't keep T. Higgins. And the Chiefs can. Yeah. And the Chiefs can. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's what that means. And they can go back in time and draft D.K. Metcalf. <laughs> They've got enough money to buy that time machine yep. those cheapskates have been avoiding and go back and take D.K. Metcalf instead of McCole Harmon. Congratulations, Kansas City. You're now a five-time Super Bowl champ. True, but would, would they, could they still Going acquire four in a row next year? Could they still acquire DK Metcalf in that or um, McCole Harbin in that scenario to get the game-winning touchdown? DK would, would do he, that and he more. Curtis, that's, that's probably true. It wouldn't have gone to overtime. Yeah, yeah. they would have DK won. DK would have had seven. nine touchdowns in the Super Bowl. They by win then. by fifty. Yep. They win by fifty. Fifty. By the way, uh, franchise uh, numbers are out there as well. Franchise tag numbers. And what do we got? Uh, give me a position. Uh, corner. Well, how about the ones that we think the Chiefs might use it on? Corner. Uh, punter, of course, because Tommy Townsend. <laughs> They're going to have to slap a, a punter franchise not, tag on Not there. anymore. Uh, no, I, I believe uh, D-tackle, mm-hmm. and which is just D-line, right? They group the whole no, they, D-line. They have and defensive and a defensive tackle have different numbers. That didn't used to be the case, was I it? I didn't think it did either. Okay, so uh, D-tackle and uh, corner. Defensive tackle, 22.1. Okay, that that will not apply to to Chris Jones, right? In uh, corner, nineteen point eight, almost twenty mil to tag Lajarius Sneed. So 
why, and if you're like, well, what do you mean, why, why didn't it apply to Chris Jones? Because it's that number or uh, a 20% if you were cap, if you were franchise last year, 20% more than the number last year, which was at 24, right? Something like that. So it puts him at 32. It's, it was going to take him to 32, wherever it was, it was yeah. going to take him to 32. Uh, or maybe it's over his number. He was at 27, whatever Something he ended like up. But anyway, yeah. it's going to take him to like 32. 30, 32. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. I don't remember how the the incentives work into it, but we'll get a number on it soon mm-hmm. enough. One of the agents will leak out what the number will be, and it'll be out there. But uh, you now know your numbers that you've got to work with, and let's just take one of the websites at face value that they've done their homework and that the Chiefs have $28 million in cap. Are you willing to put 19.8 of it? $28.3 million in cap. Are you willing to put 19.8 and have yourself... Eight point five million left to spend. No, that's for Legarius Sneed. Uh, uh, you can't sign Chris Jones right now. You can't put that tag yeah. on him because you don't have enough room for it. Let me double check and make sure they haven't factored him in. No, he's not on there. So what are you going to do? Now, if you get a deal done, if you want to pay him three for ninety million or four for one hundred twenty million, thinking it's going to be really a three-year deal. And maybe you could cut bait after two years because you're going to give him $67 million guaranteed mm-hmm. on a 30 per, 30, 30, 30. So he gives you a bit of a hometown discount. 67 prorated over four. I should probably pay, I should probably think about these numbers first and give you a number divisible by four. 68. Let's make it 68 million. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's he counts 17 plus a league a veteran minimum salary one half. He count 18.5 million this year. Uh, stair step that up mm-hmm. each year behind it. The big big cap hit that you're going to take in year four to cut him when his cap number is something like 50 60 million. Is it worth it? I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. And I'm glad these numbers are out. I I don't really care if they're higher. I think it rewards the teams that have been fiscally responsible. I don't think it does much for the teams that are over. I think the Chiefs were going to be where they were going to be, and they're going to be shopping on the mortar aisle and not the brick aisle. Right, I think if for some reason the Bengals or Colts leave T. Higgins or Michael Pittman out there, those are the only two wide receivers scheduled. I don't think Mike Evans is a brick anymore. I think he's too old. But you might see it. He's you know, if he's out there. But I don't think the two young the two twenty five year old wideouts, Higgins and Pittman, are gonna be out there. So you're gonna be shopping amongst more. I don't think the five million what, seven million more, right? When it projected at two forty eight, now it's gonna be two fifty five. I don't think the extra seven million is really going to do that much uh, for for you know how the Chiefs are going about it. Just you know because because they're competent because everybody's going to spend that extra seven, so the price on the guys just went up. Yes, you know d- competing against another team, the price just went up, and I don't think the Chiefs are going to be signing guys that they have to win a bidding war for. If Drew Tranquil had one of the highest dollar, I don't think he'd have been wearing a Chiefs jersey last year. Mm-hmm. Drew Tranquil earned himself the highest dollar now. Because he played at a high level, showed his versatility, and did it on a championship uh, stage. And so I think he's going to get a much bigger check. And if the Chiefs want to keep him, they're going to have to pay him well. But to me, you know, you're looking for the next Drew Tranquil. That's where you're shopping. 
teams also, whether it's true or not, they seem to, if they have two guys who they believe are equal in talent and potential production and one has won a Super Bowl ring and the other is not, they'll pay a higher premium for the guy with that ring because they think being part of that locker room brings something to their there locker is, room. Yeah, there's championship experience. Yeah, it, it's worth they, something. Especially if they're a team like the Bills, for example, a team who has not won a championship in a long time or even, or you know. But I, I think it's just one example. But I also think to add to it, and you sort of touched on this yesterday, Veach knows that his seat is as cold as it could possibly be. Right. There's, well, there's no pressure. There is zero desperation on this team. I think there is a there's self-imposed pressure. Yeah, a huge of, desire to go three straight. Yeah, there's self-imposed pressure of wanting to maximize the return. Like, you don't want to get done with Patrick yeah. Mahomes' career, especially now that he's got three in the bank and have won three. Now, you're answering to history and your own standards, right. not, not not the fan base. Right. The fan base, you know, uh, there are the wackadoos. Yeah. Well, we can't get the wideouts right. Um, Rushy Rice looks pretty good to me. You know, that's the volatility of the wide receiver position. It's why I hope they draft two of them this year. That's why I hope they trade down and acquire picks and draft multiple targets. Rashi Rice was as good as it gets out there amongst the, the rookie wideouts. Who was the highest drafted rookie wideout last year? Hmm. I don't know. They went on that run. I mean, because remember, we were sitting here draft night as it got into the 20s, and a lot of receivers were still available. And then that run uh, went off it. the board. Right now. The highest receiving yards this year. Oh, I thought you meant highest draft pick. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was Puka Nakua, who went in the fifth round. Yeah. With 1,486. Uh, the next pick was Rashi Rice. The next highest, excuse me. Rashi Rice with 938. Third, Jordan Addison, who went pick 23, had 911. Sam Laporta, pick 34, tied into the Lions, 889. Zay Flowers, pick 22, 858. Jaden Reed, pick 50. To the Packers, 793. Josh Downs, pick 79 in the third round of the Colts, 771. Tank Dell of the Houston Texans, little scat back guy, mm-hmm. uh, pick 69. He had 709. I'm going to keep going until I get to the guy who went first. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, pick 25 in the first round, tight end, 673 yards. And then, oh, no, no. Yeah, that's right. And then. The highest drafted wide receiver, pick twenty, Jackson Smith and Jigba, six hundred twenty-eight yards. So there were two, four, six, eight, nine receivers, seven receivers, two tight ends, that had more receiving yardage than the wideout that went first. Wow! Now DK Metcalf, we know God's gift to the wide receiver position is on that team. And did have all of, like, mm. 900 yards himself. So I don't know how you could possibly do much better. But, I mean, I think it speaks to, you know, just how all over the place it is. I will tell you, Nakua is certainly the outlier with the fifth round. But then it's second, first, second, first, second. There's as many seconds as there are firsts in the top six. There's also a little bit. More. In, more. There's three to two. There's a little bit in there of who's slinging him the pig, too. I mean, the top, For sure. two, the top two guys had Patrick Mahomes well, let's see. and the Matt MVP. Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and a bunch of Scrabinis when Cousins went down to Jordan Addison, who finished third. Uh, Jared Goff, Lamar Jackson, Jordan Love, uh, Garner Minshew. Yeah, yeah, who knows when 
Minshew for the most part. Yeah. So I mean, yes and no. Yeah. But, you know, but I think it speaks to you know. To me, I like throwing numbers at the wideout spot. I like taking a couple of them. You know, when you're certainly in need and, and going that route. But you know, we have the numbers. We know what to work with. You know, we'll go from there. Um, are we going to do our NFL predictions? That's what we had talked about. Are we going to review our NFL predictions? Because yeah, I want to get uh, Greg in here if we are. Yeah, we, we can. 913-310-810. The phone number, 913-310-810. Talking a little football. We've got a lot more to get to here today. But uh, let's get to Greg. You're in the program, Greg. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Saran. Not too much. Uh, just wanted to, I was curious. I haven't heard uh, how long they think Tooney's going to be out with that injury. And uh, then... Then I was just uh, thinking myself, um, what would I, uh, people have said that Tooney could play left tackle really well? Is there any thoughts I think about uh, signing Allegretti and then having Tooney? Or yeah, I mean you have Tooney and Allegretti, and then we also got Juanie uh, um, Morris too. I was just uh, curious, and and then yeah, I agree with you as far as uh, draft picks. I I would love to hear people's uh, theories on like how a team could get you know ahead of uh, you know get a bunch of draft picks in the future, and what good strategies would that be? Because I think the Chiefs did fantastic that one year, you know, when they had yeah. twelve or something. Yeah, exactly. So, thank, you. thank you for the call, Greg, and, and all good questions. And I think you're smart to bring up Joe Tooney because. I think the Chiefs kind of settled in. Number one, they moved money around, got him more money up front, and I think locked into I think had Chris Jones taken the multi-year deal, I think the Chiefs may have been walking on uh, from Joe Tooney after the season we just completed. But when Chris Jones said no, that's one of the reasons why I think in the end Chris Jones will not be back. They reworked his contract, and right now, According to the websites, Joe Tooney is due to count uh, $27 million this year with a dead cap number of 22. So it's a $5 million savings, but you're not carrying $22 million. You're going to press on. But we see, as he's coming out of his 31-year-old season, headed into his 32-year-old season, we, we see that you know he got hurt. Old guys get hurt. And the pec is an important muscle when it comes to the pushing strength. Yes, part of the equation that goes along with being a good pass protector. So, is this going to be a nagging injury? I would listen to my medical people. Uh, younger people bounce back from injuries better than older people. Ask anyone who's old. Uh, you know, he's not old, old, but by football, he's getting there to where the injuries figure to start piling up. So, how much do you want to have there? I, I think reality is next year he's twenty-seven to keep and eleven to cut. I think they made the move last year and said, we're going to the end with Joe Tooney. And offensive linemen do age better than most. I think there's a pretty good chance. He's a diligent worker. He's a guy that has to work hard on his body because I think Joe Tooney's one of those guys that when I interview him at the Super Bowl, when he's pushing Hass avocados in four or five years, right, or getting paid by Hass avocados right. to act like he loves Hass avocados, yes, yes. you know, the way Ronnie Lott's done mm-hmm. and we have immortalized here on this radio station. Um, when he does that, like, dude, what do you weigh? Like, eh, you know, probably about two fifteen. Like he builds himself up, he blows himself yeah. up, and so he is a guy that, like, if you look at it and say, "Well, where are we with Joe Tooney? What do we want to do?" Trading him is the same result against the cap as cutting him. Now, if you trade him for picks, you can take that hit and move forward. And I would listen to that because if you get seconds and thirds, you're going to end up having twenty seven million tied up in his spot if you have a second and a third 
probably like, I don't know, one nine, two million, I'm guessing, cap hit on a middle second and then a middle third. You're going to end up having about the same amount under the cap, but you'll have younger players. And then next year you have a lot more money uh, to spend. If you wanted to do that, I would listen. But coming off an injury, I don't know how much you're going to get for him. I think you'll be selling for 50 cents on the dollar for him. But if there's a guy on this team on that offensive line that I think is going to come back as well as you can come back, I, I would point towards Joe Tooney. Because he's had to work to build his body into what he is. And the question with Allegretti is that now he's banged up. I, mean, I don't know what a UCL does to an offensive lineman, but he played almost 80 snaps in the Super Bowl with a torn UCL. I don't know how the kind of recovery is. So even the guy you think about replacing Tooney with has his own injury issues that has to be dealt with in the offseason. So that, that, that clouds that idea just a little bit. But I, I've never heard of a UCL on a lineman. You know, you, it's for a pitcher, bad news. Yeah. For a, a guard, I don't really know. Well, the elbow is part of the equation yeah. for that, that, that blocking. But uh, listen, I think you're going to the finish with him. Yeah. The question is, do you, and if Nick Algrady, and Nick Algrady's not signed either. So keep that in mind. Right. You know, if you, during the free agent period, he's not going to be ready to play. He's not going to pass a football, uh, pass a physical, and be ready to play football during the time that you would need to sign him. So, there's a lot of moving parts. I think it's, I think it's a, Greg, I think you, it's a great question about him. What do I think? I, I think you're all in with Tooney for the next two years, in all likelihood, you know, barring some kind of career threatening injury or having him tear the same peck again next year, and then you're like, okay, we're going to eat the eleven and we're going to move on. We can't go down this road again. But I think you count on him to rehab and come back, and he's your guy. Playing left tackle, not ideal. He's a great guard. I think he's, a, you know, is he better than Donovan Smith? Maybe. Maybe, but as he gets older, I think he fits even more in at guard. To, to me, if you want my grand plan, my grand plan would be looking to re-sign Nick Allegretti, potentially play him at center, tell Creed Humphrey he's got to fix the snap or he's going to guard, and I would look at trading Trey Smith. Or, frankly, if you think Nick Allegretti can play center, you can trade Creed Humphrey. But I like Creed Humphrey. I'd like Creed Humphrey to play center. Yeah. But And then I'm looking to trade up and get my franchise left tackle. If I can get one of them at 12, again, we did this exercise yesterday. If you missed the uh, first hour of the program, if you go back and listen to the podcast in the 2 o'clock hour yesterday at 810WHB.com, we broke down. We basically took Matt Miller's real first-round picks. He said there were 16 of them. He had three left tackles. And then we took um, Field Yates' mock draft and said, okay, let's say this is our mock draft. This is where we project everybody to go. Where do we have to go to get some of these real first-rounders? Four wideouts listed, one tight end, Brock Bowers of Georgia, three offensive tackles. And one of the wideouts made it all the way to like 25, or 28, actually. Yeah, the kid from LSU. Um, so one of the kids from LSU. So we could yeah, right. jump in there and say, okay, in the 20s you could get there fairly cheap. But to get to an offensive tackle, you had to go to 18. Or get above 18 to get the third offensive tackle. If you wanted Joe Alt, you had to get into the top 10. Remember, it took two firsts and a third for the mm-hmm. Chiefs to get up from 27 yeah. to 10 when they went up and got Patrick Mahomes. So that's your price tag. I'd be willing to pay it because I'm willing to walk on Chris Jones, walk on Legereus Sneed, take the extra draft picks. That I'm going to get next year when those guys come around. Say, okay, I don't have my first anymore, but look, I got an, I got two extra thirds. I've got maneuverability to move up, and for the most part, the Chiefs, lots of seconds and thirds have been really productive for this team. 
and it helps you cap-wise. To me, I throw numbers at the draft, more lottery tickets, more chances to hit. That, that's that's our philosophy, and we don't wait for Friday. Especially with a GM who's with anything been pretty but, damn good in the draft lately. But Patrick Mahomes yeah. and but players that show that they can play at a high level to the age of 30. But nobody but Patrick Mahomes. I'll be honest with you. Tight ends do play into their mid-30s regularly. So Travis Kelsey's probably the other one. But what other position plays at a at a high level at age 34? Really good quarterbacks? Uh, besides That's quarterback and tight end. Yeah. yeah. Kicker. Sorry, you may right. have said Kicker. that. I was dealing with no, the No, no, I know you right. Yeah. Kicker. That's about it. Right? I mean, maybe, yeah, yeah special put, ad punter, but same concept. Yeah. So, I mean, of the guys who are corners? No. No. We've that's why, that's why, listen, Legereus Sneed, I, I think the Chiefs have figured it out and they've shown the light to everybody else. They just keep turning that position over. But but, I, but, but I really like Sneed. I know. <laughs> that's why they drafted Duh. Trent McDuffie. And that's why two years from now they'll draft another one and be ready to move on from him. Maybe he'll be the one they keep. You know, and Brett Beach we trust. So maybe it's, not. you got to ask yourself, though, with any player, not just Snead, any of these players you really love, because they just won a Super Bowl. We love pretty much all these guys. W- would you rather – you have two options. Watch them have one or two really good years in a different team's uniform or have one or the one, maybe two of those good years in a Chiefs uniform, but also another one or two years with them – at best, being mediocre against a terrible cap number. Yeah, that's. I'm. I'm not interested in in stacking up big salaries. The Chiefs won this year with the youngest defense in football. So why do you now want to become the oldest? <laughs> I mean, that youth is part of why it worked. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Take some more phone calls. Get some of our predictions here. How'd we do this year in projecting the NFL? We'll talk about it next here in the program. All right, welcome back here on the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Sorrent Petro with you, taking your phone calls. A lot of people a little chirpy today. Not in not in a bad way. I mean, just, yeah. you know, ready to chat. 913-310-810. Always happy to take your calls here on the program. You can hit me up on the Twitter. At Sorrent Petro Chiefs, yes, always a topic. Year-round, as are Sporting Kansas City, the Kansas City Royals. KUK State, Missouri, uh, free and uh, and easy. Don't cost nothing. Grab a line, 913-310-810. Scott wants to talk some Legereus Sneed. You're in the program, Scott. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Saran. Love the show. Um, Hey, the the franchise tag, if you ask it, or you listen to any of the experts on on the salary cap, the franchise tag was a gift to the owners. Obviously, it didn't work out perfect, although I guess we won the Super Bowl by tagging Jones, who could afford to hold out. Sneed is not only by most quote-unquote experts, the best cover corner in the league, or at least one of the top five. Let's just say top five. He's got that reputation now. He's also the best blitzing corner that we have, although Spag stopped, stopped blitzing him because he's the best cover corner we have. So you take advantage of the cap. You, you cap him. He can't afford to hold out like Chris Jones did, who'd already made $80 million. He can afford to hold out. 
he can afford to hold out. Yeah. He's only made about $6 million in, what, four years? Could you go a couple of months without a paycheck after you'd made $6 million in four years? And you got an agent that'll agent. write you Not a check and fund you because he knows you're good for it and it'll come out of your first check when you make $16 plus million per year? So that is the, the most, case? that is, I don't mean to be rude here, Scott, yeah. but that is one of the more foolish things I've ever heard that a guy can't well, afford to hold out. Well, as somebody who knows a few agents and knows how people spend money, taxes, uh, if, if there is an agent, saying, if, if Legarius needs, listen, I just I want to eliminate what is just preposterous from the conversation okay. because you're right. building a scenario that does not exist. If Legarius needs agent won't front Except him a few life. bucks to sit out and wait till it's time to get the right deal, then he won't be his agent any longer because there are a hundred of them that will. So if you cap him, what leverage does he have? If you put the salary cap on him, yeah. If you tag have him. you put the the tag on him? Yeah. None. That's why the tag is there. What's the point? Exactly. No, the point is you. it's a no-brainer, you tag sneak. No, it's not, because corners decline as fast, almost as fast as running backs do. Where, so where why do you want to be in year three paying him some backloaded deal at 30-some-odd million dollars when he's a shell of his former self? And we've already determined he's a shell? Name me the 30-year-old corner that's first-team All-Pro. Who was first-team All-Pro corner this year? How old's Ramsey? He's not first team all pro and was hurt to start the year. Thank what, you for making my Snead point right for now? me. Where is Sneed right now in the, in the ranking? Thirty fifth on Pro Football Focus. Okay, what, what is he as far as a, a rushing corner? He don't play, know you can't you can't top. rush the quarterback. You can't be both. Okay, right. you can't blitz from the sideline. I don't know if you watch football, but erroneous and, and Scott, I'm going to listen. Football 101 will be a little bit later. And I'll explain a little bit more of this, but you you hit on some of the things. Isn't this the guy who calls pissing and moaning about DK Metcalf all the time? I don't know. No, no that guy. I'm almost certain because I I would remember. Oh, it was Adam. It was Adam exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, you you like. Well, Spags quit blitzing him. You want to know why? Because when you're four yards from the sideline, do you know how long it takes to get to the quarterback if you blitz from the outside receiver? By the way, Jalen Ramsey, for the record, is his last All-Pro season was his 27-year-old year. There you go. He's not even. He's not even 30, and he's and he's and three teams and he play, he have played, given up on him, and he played 10 games this year. I mean, how many? I'm not guessing here, people. <laughs> like, how many? You, you, why is listen? This is a difficult one to not use profanity on. All right? Go look it up. Who are, who are the first-team All-Pro corners, and how old were they? I, I, I know one's Trent McDuffie, he's and you're going to find out he's like 22 or 3. And I think the other's Sauce Gardner. And I do want to note, and I'm not – and you guys know this. Everybody in this room knows this. I think most of our listeners know this. We're not sitting here saying Sneed sucks or is even going to suck this year. But you, you can't think of in terms of the now. That's what gets teams in a heap of trouble. And avoiding thinking in the now is exactly what got the Patriots six world championships with Tom Brady, is they didn't think in the now. Yes. They thought in, we can think in the 10 years because we've got Tom freaking Brady. And they've got, what? what is Mahomes now, 28? The Chiefs can, can still think a decade ahead because of who they have 
under center or picking up a bad snap in the shotgun. Twenty-three, twenty-three, and twenty-four. By the ages of the yes, because they've teams. got well, they've got Sauce Gardner and Deron Bland were the corners. He had McDuffie's a slot corner. Okay. Deron Bland's twenty-four. Sauce Gardner twenty-three. Trent McDuffie twenty-three. I mean, and the three the, the second team guys are twenty-seven, twenty-seven, and twenty-four. There's this, the top six corners, and only two of them are older than twenty-four. Hello. Pretty simple cause and effect relationship right there. Rodney, you're in the program. What's going on, Rodney? Um, I want to add some context for the, for the listeners in, in, about Legereus Sneed and player development. Um, there's a wide receiver that's coming into the draft that is about 6'4", 220 pounds and probably can run a 4'240". There's a very small handful of uh, cornerbacks in the league that play as physical. Two of them with the Chiefs. That's coming from defensive coordinators all around the league. And two of them were Robert Salas and, uh, and, and Coach Pad. They said they're the only two corners in the league that play that physical. Why? Because receivers are coming into the league that's used to the seven-on-seven concept that knows how to get off the line of scrimmage and get wide open quickly. But then again, these guys are 6'4", 220 loaded, ripped, and more physical. That's going to, that's going to tear down a corner very easily. And there's very rarely you're going to have any corner that's above six foot in coming into the league. So I just wanted to add context to that point because I do agree. Like, I think Snead has to listen to the concept of let me try to get this, long, this contract before it's too late. Because I don't think we have no leverage at all, you know, granted looking at the for the future and everything. But what I wanted to ask you is you hit on to me that my point of the receivers. I believe I think the Chiefs are trying to throw three. Trying to get two, at least two, but you know, shoot for three. Due to the fact that, you know, like I said before, these receivers are coming in more skill set. Mm-hmm. And they're not just all about, oh, well, I can run fast. That, that speed is not enough nowadays. You know, you have guys like um, Steve Smith who sit there and say, and a lot of other uh, wide receiver development uh, coaches who say you don't have to be the fastest guy. You just need to be the quickest guy to get open. You need to create, you know how to use leverage to create separation. And that, he said that was the key part, understanding leverage to get separation. Rasheed Rice is not the fastest guy. But he learned how to use leverage throughout the year and got open quite a bit. And well, but these guys are coming into the draft now; they know that's in high school. Yeah, I, and I can tell you, Puka Nakua wasn't sitting there in the fifth round because he ran a four two forty. Right. Exactly. Yet he caught fifteen hundred yards worth of passes with Cooper Cup on his team. People, I mean. So, yeah, your, your point's very valid. And, Rodney, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. And that's one of the reasons why I, we do the exercises year after year after year. Who are the receivers that did the best? It's not first, 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 first. That's not it. I'm all for it if you're like, listen, 
Marvin Harrison Jr. slides down to 16, and you want to say, or you even want to do like the Atlanta Falcons, I don't think look back at the move from 27 to 7 to get, or whatever it was, it was in that ballpark, to get Julio Jones is a mistake. Yeah. You know, if, if the price is right and you've got it, I, I'm all for getting a number one corner. But I think you're less likely to go up and get a number one corner and have him be or excuse me, all up and get a number one wide receiver, excuse me, go up and get a number one wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr. and get him, I think you're less likely to know you've got the certainty of that than you are to go up to 10 or 11 and know you've got a left tackle. So I would rather, that's why we did the exercise yesterday, of, okay, let's go up and get the left tackle. I would love to get Joe Alt, one, just for the symmetry of the fact that his dad was a chief, and I think he's great, or the kid from Penn State, both of whom, the kid from Penn State, turned 21 in December, and Joe Alt isn't even 21 yet. So those, if either one of those guys gets to 10, I am on red alert and on the phone trying to move up and get them. And I am walking on Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed either via tag and trade or to take the compensation picks and free agency to... Play, you know, replenish the quantity of picks next year and to be able to make up for not having a first-round pick next year. But I go get the tackle to protect Patrick Mahomes. And I tell Patrick, we're going to fire two more bullets on wideouts this year. We'll look in free agency again. Maybe we bring back MBS on a discounted price. Right? I'm going to cut him. If he'll take the, take a rework deal that turns his $11 million into mostly incentives, we'll bring him back. Otherwise, we're going to work diligently at that spot. But I'm going to protect you first and foremost. Because the older you get, the less mobile you're going to be. And so we need that pocket for you. And we're going to create it. We're going to get a guy. We're going to get the left tackle spot. And I'll use next year's first. But we're going to have extra picks next year. And we're going to fire on wide out this year and next year and keep firing on it until we have one of the best receiving cores in football. That is my plan as I move forward. And we drafted a boatload of corners the last few years to be able to absorb the loss of Legereus Need. And will we take a step back on defense this year? We will. But our intention is to take two steps forward on offense. And not only make up for what we lose on defense, but then some. And be that much better and get back to being the number one offense in football. And and Rodney touched on this a little bit. It, it, and obviously, we're all going to agree. Everybody here agrees. Players are more important than coaches. But I don't think it's a coincidence that these guys who keep leaving the Chiefs as corners and getting paid, and then they keep replenishing with with guys who are just as productive, are all playing for Steve Spagnolo and are all playing for Dave Merritt. I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, look, give me talent over coaching ten times out of ten. But I don't think it's a coincidence that they've all played for those no. two guys. No. And it looks like neither one of those guys is going anywhere in a hurry. Exactly. Based which is Dave amazing. Which is amazing that Dave Meredith is. You, got, you have sailed into the greatest thing ever. A guy who wants to be home with his kids and watch his kid play on Friday, and that's why he won't even, cons- won't even consider you yes. need, we need an offensive start- coordinator job for three more years is the best thing going on this Chiefs defensive side of the ball. Chiefs need to start yes. petitioning Keisha to try to get that kid a fifth year of eligibility. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. 913-310-810. You're in the program. All right, 913-310-810. Talking a lot of NFL football. You know, like you do. Cap numbers out, 255.4 million. Uh, higher than expected. So the Chiefs have more room to play with. What do they do with it? 913-310-810. Uh, news coming out. Uh, give me uh, jockeys, uh, Mike. What, 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 what did you say during the break? Uh, Xavier Howard is expected to be released by the Dolphins. And he plays what position? Cornerback. And he's how old? He's 30 years old. Hmm. Hmm. 
corner is the new running back. Now, your next job, Jockey, is if a story comes across about a 31-year-old cornerback getting a five-year, $100 million <laughs> deal, bury it. That's <laughs> not true. No, I know. I'm kidding. We always yeah. we, we always want to be factually correct. Uh, but listen, that was I, funny. I've spent a couple years on it because we've been watching the Chiefs turn and burn the cornerback position. This entire Patrick Mahomes era. And I know it's hard to say goodbye to Legereus Sneed, but one freaking guy had six with the Pats. It was Tom Brady. That's it. The rest are going to come and go. Hell, even Travis Kelsey has said it. He knows Pat's going to be playing after him. They ain't walking out together. The rest of them are going to come and go. And listen, you want them to come and go. Because if they don't, you're going to bury yourself cap-wise. Let's talk to Robert. You're in the program, Robert. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, just a couple more reasons why we shouldn't keep Snead even on a one-year tag. You've gone over a ton of them. One um, I haven't heard in a while is he had a bulky knee and didn't really practice in training camp. Thank you. So, I mean, we spent. I, I remember yeah. uh, jo- uh, Jason and Josh. Josh brought up the point, and, and and it was you know a couple of dots I hadn't connected yet when we were back right before the week of, and everybody was worried about Chris Jones. They're like, can we bring up the fact that Legarius Snead hasn't practiced all training camp? Yes. I mean, so the Chiefs were already nursing him into was, the season yes, was, in his 27 year old season. A load management guy in practice almost the entire year. Yeah. Yeah. And so right now we're guaranteed, pretty much guaranteed, a compensation pick in between the third and fourth rounds for him. Um, but here's the biggest reason I don't think you'd go ahead and tie up 16 to 18 million when we only have maybe 28 to 36, depending on what we do with MVS. This is the first season Patrick Mahomes has ever lost his cool on the field. And the reason he lost his cool, although it was directed at the referees, was really because the straw that broke the camel's back was the receivers dropping balls after balls, making silly mistakes. So if you want to keep your franchise $500 million quarterback happy, you don't sign Jerry Sneed to a contract. You go get him receivers. That's the most important thing we can do going forward. Yeah, I'm with you. Or, or left tackles. 100%. And, and it's not that you forget about the defense. You don't. You can address the defense along the way just as you have been addressing the defense along the way. But you do not tell the quarterback you will do all the heavy lifting all the time. Because Tom Brady finally got tired of that crap, too and said, I'm out, peace, I'm headed to Tampa, where i got receivers to throw the ball to. And you don't want to be in that situation here it, in Kansas City. It, it seems kind of weird to think, how have we done this on the defense? We've done it by drafting really good players in the mid to late rounds and, and high rounds and gotten great uh, inexpensive production out of them. You know what, let, let's, let's do the opposite. Let's yeah. just do the complete opposite and see if it works. Why keep doing what we've been doing? It's worked and resulted in back-to-back Super Bowls. Well, let's yeah, change things completely. And let's not forget, there will be cap casualties, just like uh, Howard in, in Miami. Veach is incredible at pulling in uh, quality veterans on team-friendly contracts for one year. And we already have enough DBs going forward. I think he can fill the other holes, but getting a wide receiver in here, it is throwing uh, multiple picks at it. I totally agree. Um, that's the way to keep your most important player happy and productive. And you guys ran uh, some numbers previously about 
here's the rankings of offenses and defenses that have won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I think this is the first time where I think it's been inverted where the defense was a higher rank than the offense in quite some time. So it, this year was an anomaly. We cannot win consistently going forward with this type of offensive production. Yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. Robert, well said. I appreciate the call, buddy. I, I think you nailed it uh, across the board. Like, yes, you won without a top-shelf wide receivers, right? Rasheed Rice becoming one coming down the stretch. But you need multiple top-shelf wide receivers. You won in spite of the flaw, not because of the flaw. Exactly. Big Jax, you're in the program. What's up, Jax? Soren, fellas, yes, what's going on? You, my friend, what's on your mind today? Man, I'm telling you, I, I would agree with this point, that as far as Legereus Need is concerned, I love watching him play. Me too. But I understand that this team and this organization has proven that they can find cornerbacks and develop cornerbacks. they got a slew of them on the team right now. Uh, McDuffie might be better than him already. So I'm fine with a, a sign-and-trade or a tag-and-trade on uh, Steve. However, the one thing I will say is I think that even for us, we're looking at this in too much of a traditional fashion, meaning the opportunity for a back-to-back Super Bowl win has been 20 years. So the idea that you could do something truly historic in terms of a three-peat, in my opinion, is worth mortgaging a little bit more of your capital for the future in order to try to do something truly historic. Mortgaging how much capital and how do you want to mortgage it? Well, first of all, I think you got to mortgage enough to keep Chris Jones. I think that's vital because I, I believe he helps the defensive line and the DB. But but, but here's the thing. How much you're, you were 16% to win it with him. Okay. So, like, that's with him. What do you think you go to without him? 1%? No, you go to, like... Like uh, Eric Eager said, Chris Jones is worth one point in a game. One. I mean, if we look at the play that he made in the in the, at the end, I, of the I game, know, I know, he, he, I know, he did. I, listen, any we made plays play. against the Niners. That's great, but there are other six foot six defensive linemen out there that may have batted yeah. down balls. Like this idea that Chris Chris Jones, I can also show you a first half where I wasn't even sure Chris Jones was on the team. Yeah. Right, he I, came I, to I, play at the end. But part of the reason why they were chasing Big Jacks, it's the exact same thing. And listen, I will listen more to Jones, and I'm going to let you go because I'm running short. I'll listen more to keeping Jones because 30, 31, 32 year old defensive linemen have played and kicked ass, right? And Chris Jones, you know, sat out all of camp and then didn't get hurt, and he's a he's in better physical condition every year. But you're, you're still going into the unknown, and you're still trying to buck the odds. And signing him does not guarantee you the third. It enhances your chance by like 1%, but it decreases your chance in the future by like 5 or 6. I, more than 50 years later, he still holds a single-season record for being hit by pitch. Who is he? Brought to you by Good Sense.